Welcome to episode 76 of the Roger Snipe Show. The Roger Snipes Show. Oh, what's going on, peeps? Thanks for tuning in. So today I have the great pleasure of speaking with someone called David Lyon. <laughs> David Lyon, incredible guy. I came across his work um, on Instagram through another person who I started following because of a podcast that I was listening to. And it's quite magical. It's quite amazing how it all works. Sometimes you will uh, listen to a podcast. Somebody will mention one thing and or another person, should I say, and then you end up following them and then this person will mention someone else and then you end up following them and then it, it's really it's really interesting so for my myself personally i've been looking i've been really looking into like a the understanding of spirituality you know cuz i think as you get older sometimes this becomes a bit more meaningful to you because you want to it's like you think to yourself, there's got to be more to life than, I don't know, the material that I purchase or the things that I see in front of me today. And sometimes we get a certain feeling that there is something else, but then we ignore it. We think, ah, it's just, I don't know, some fairy tale thought. But, um, the more you start to follow this feeling, it just ends up taking you places. And you it's, it's an intuition, which is pretty much speaking to you. And it's about understanding this and following it. And it's, it's a way of guidance. It's really interesting. So this is what kind of brought me to David, really. Um, so David Lyon, he's a he's a hypnotherapist. He's a, he's a psychic as well. I mean, there's so much to him. I don't even know where to start or where to end with it. But you're gonna you're gonna get it through the podcast anyway. Um, he's just spiritually connected, and I would say spiritually mature as well. You know, he has through the years gained so much experience and maturity and wisdom in his spirituality that he's become this real powerful being you know um so he teaches about how we can connect with our divine true self which lies within and a way in which we can connect with the universe and see signs where we need direction um man i, I can't i just can't find words to express how very powerful this podcast was for me and hopefully it will be the same for you too. But um, before we get started, I, I do want to say that um, when we initially set it up the podcast, um, David asked or requested whether his wife can be on it also. And I was like, oh yeah, definitely. You know, um, you know, to hear from another person's uh, perspective on the whole experience on you know, spirits and spirit guides and just just the whole soul essence thing. 
it's it, it was really powerful having them both on the podcast so yes anyways let's bring on david lyon So thanks once again for um, for being available. I truly appreciate it. I've been um, I can't, when did I come across your work? It's probably been a couple of months. It was through a lady called Heather. I'm not too sure. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna that's my sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my Atlantean sister right there. Okay, okay. And uh, I saw your work, and I was like, "This is pretty amazing stuff." Um, uh, particularly the stuff on hypnosis. I know you do some, and I've always been totally intrigued by that type of thing. Just like going into someone's subconscious and just making some changes. You know? <laughs> it, it just seems, it just seems like magic. You know, it, it's um, it's incredible. Um, so, what's your story, though? Um, yeah, so starting off with uh, David, like, where did your journey start? Like, your whole awakening and... Um, Specifically with getting into hypnosis or just in general, my, my journey? Your generally, generally, your journey, your whole journey. Well, not yeah. the whole, but yeah. Yeah. How it all started for you? Yeah, of course. Um, so, you know, it's funny. Firstly, just to, you know, to speak to something you said about how hypnosis seems so magical you know going into someone's head and being able to make changes it reminded me of a quote that I love um, it's actually from Alice in Wonderland and it says everyone wants a magical solution to their problems yet everyone refuses to believe in magic I like that I like that you I'm know and know that one down yeah and you know and, and so <laughs> that's very much the beginning of my journey you know um Ever since I was young, I was someone who was very passionate and believing in magic, not necessarily as a, like in the form of being an entertainer like, you know, David Copperfield or David Blaine at the time. Mm. But I was actually inspired by Michael Jackson. You know, for me, he he represented the feeling of magic, you know, and my mom encouraged it. And, and so I've always been very into the idea and the possibility of magic. And... As far as like how that translated into my purpose, you know, like many people, you know, I, I grew up and I got into what was my passion at the time. I was becoming a street magician. I was inspired by David Bling. Right. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Love his work. Yeah. You know, he was a huge inspiration. He was, he's, he was the one who, who sparked that fire inside of me that gave me this sense of like, I want to do that. Mm. And through that path, you know, I, I became a magician and I got really good at what I do. And I, at, at, at first, I just wanted friends. That was my inspiration. I wasn't looking for my purpose or a career. I just wanted friends because I was a pretty lonely kid and I used to get bullied a lot. And so magic was just my bridge between me and other people. But as a side effect, you know, through living my passions and living my gifts, all of a sudden more opportunities came into me, into my life because I would perform and, you know, people wanted to record me and and then hire me for, for birthday parties or put me on TV and stuff. And then YouTube came out. And so I put out a YouTube channel. So very quickly that, um, that blew up and I got 
more successful in that realm. And then at some point in 2008, when I was 21 years old and I was already pretty accomplished as a magician, I'd actually gotten invited out to Las Vegas by one of David Blaine's teachers who just so happened to see me on YouTube and was just like, hey, I think what you're doing is amazing. I could show you the next level. And of course, as a 21 year old kid, I'm just like, yeah, I wanna do that. <laughs> you know, so, um, so I flew out to Vegas and when I got to Vegas, it was supposed to be a magic and mentalism training, but there just so happened to be two hypnotists as the students in the group as well. And they weren't just any common hypnotists, they were the world's fastest hypnotists. So they knew how to hypnotize anyone in less than a second. And so, right, it was, so it was a 12 year old and it was a, uh, and the father. And, you know, to kind of make a long story short, they ended up being the ones who taught me hypnosis and how I got into it. I got hypnotized by the 12 year old boy. That was my first experience of hypnosis. The kid hypnotized wow. you. Yep. Okay. okay. The kid hypnotized me. And you know, when you get hypnotized by a 12 year old, it kind of, it kind of shifts you a little bit, kind of makes you ask some questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so he, he hypnotized me and his father came over and took away my fear of spiders. Cause I used to be arachnophobic and this all happened within the span of maybe like two minutes. And then they taught me and the rest of the class, their technique, it was called the zap technique. And it worked on this premise, this idea of confuse the mind, shock the body. So this was this principle of hypnosis and they, they gave us a technique to go with that principle. Mm. And so I took the technique and I went to practice. And for whatever reason, it came very naturally and easily to me. And everyone who I went to in the room was just dropping into hypnosis on every attempt I did. And I couldn't understand for the life of me why it was working. Like I understood that this was the technique, you know, you look them in the eyes, you pull their arm, you say sleep, but why does that equal hypnosis? Why is it that, that now that we do that, I could tell you that I'm Drake and you'll believe it or whatever the suggestion is. Yeah. So that began my obsession with hypnosis. Cause now I wanted to know everything about the why of hypnosis. Like why do the techniques work? When to say what, what's the intuitive understanding? And so I did that. I got back to my hometown of Montreal and then I became the hypnotist of my town. So I would go to the malls and I would go on the streets and I would just hypnotize a bunch of people. And eventually at some point through growing, through, you know, magic and hypnosis, I, all I was seeking for in my life at that point was fulfillment, you know, like, cause as I was getting bigger, so was my ego. So I was a very cocky person at that time. I was very full of myself. Right. You know, I thought that's who I had to be in order to not get bullied anymore. Right. Got you. Yeah. And so I started to grow myself. I started to grow my platform. And, and no matter how much I grew in my success, I still felt empty inside. And so I was just constantly searching for fulfillment. And then for me, my big catalyst moment was actually when I had the opportunity to perform for Drake who was my biggest inspiration at the time and still one of my huge inspirations. Yeah. But in my mind, I thought that was the biggest accomplishment I could possibly accomplish. And that once I perform for, for Drake, since that's my biggest dream, that will equal fulfillment. And so that manifested, I performed for him and it was great. You know, I got the shout out on camera and all that stuff. And then I'm thinking the next day, you know, my phone's gonna be ringing, everyone's gonna want me, I'm gonna feel fulfilled. 
but the next day rolled around and it was just another day. And, and if anything, I felt more empty than I ever felt because now I had no ideas left onto how to reach fulfillment because I did the biggest thing. So now I'm feeling my pain even more so. And so that just led me to asking a bigger question. You know, that, that led me to asking the question, okay, what am I not seeing in my life? Because it's not a question of what am I not doing? Because everything I'm doing and I'm setting my mind to, I'm accomplishing. There must be something I'm not seeing. So I, I just asked the universe, I'm like, what am I not seeing? And that question is what opened the doors to all of a sudden these ancient Egyptian teachings falling into my reality and teaching me about spirituality um, from that lens and eventually meeting my own mentor who woke me up essentially. I, you know, I, I met my first mentor in, back in 2012 and he was my first experience of a psychic. He was a psychic channeler, energy healer. And um, I didn't believe in those things at the time. You know, I didn't, I didn't not believe, but I was super skeptical. Right. You know? mm. And, you know, and I mean, it, I'm, I'm really summarizing the story because otherwise we'd be here for like four hours. But... <laughs> You're doing good, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, so he, he was my first experience of a psychic, of a spiritual healer. And what he most gave me, you know, when I went to go see him, he he had turned, he had closed his eyes and turned to me and he's just like, we have information for you. I looked at him. I'm like, like who the heck is we, you know, I, I didn't know anything about channeling. And then he was just like, you think you're this macho, impressive magician. Who's a celebrity who gets girls and da, 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 da. But really the real you is soft and sensitive and wants to help people and is designed to be a mentor. And you have similar gifts and abilities like me. And it's time for you to wake up. And while I had no idea what he was talking about in terms of gifts and abilities at the time, what he most gave me in that moment was this idea that the sooner I let go of who I think I need to be, the sooner I become more of who I truly am again. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that was the beginning of me t- tuning into fulfillment and helping myself. And then, of course, the more I help myself, that's when I wanted to pay it forward and help others. That's amazing. That's really great, man. And also so, from your hypnosis too, in it, terms of going from entertainment to creating healing modalities. Absolutely, yeah. That it it because when I was first doing hypnosis, it was purely for entertainment. You know, I just wanted to do the funny stuff and, mm. and you know be that guy. You know, but as I delve deeper into the spiritual world and into myself, I realized that this is a tool that can literally be used for magical solutions, as we said. And I started to use it to permanently heal people's most deepest traumas to help them release addictions to unlock their spiritual gifts to help them find themselves and their passions and literally anything that your imagination could come up with Mm. amazing so this guy who you saw did you say he was a psychic yes and um that's something that you've dabbled in as well right like it's like more than dabbled it's very much it's very much my entire life now right okay okay (laughs) (laughs) sorry about that (laughs) no all good how how do you get into that like how Mm. how do you become a psychic you Mm. (laughs) like it sounds like as if you need to go up i don't know to the himalayas and I don't know, do some chanting and that's literally what i used to think yeah yeah, yeah. like it sounds like next level stuff to to be honest like again a bit like hypnosis it does seem like superpowers really 
So have you ever seen the movie Hook with Robin Williams? Hadn't you know? I know he's some sort of pirate with a hook. Yeah, so it's, it's basically the sequel to Peter Pan, the, the Peter Pan movie. And so just, you know, for, for people who aren't familiar with it, it's, it takes place years after the Peter Pan movie where, where Peter Pan is no longer living in Neverland. He's in the regular human world. He's all grown up. He's married to Wendy. He works a regular job and he has kids. And he's been out of Neverland for so long that he, start, he started to forget about his magical self. He started to forget about his childlike essence and nature. And he's become more serious, more cranky, more tough, more professional, and more of who he thinks he needs to be. And then all of a sudden in the movie, somewhere in the beginning, Tinkerbell comes into the movie and just like shows up at Peter's bedroom window. And it's like, Peter, Peter, I know it's been a long time. I need you. We, we need help in Neverland. And Peter's looking at her like, he's like, you're a fairy. Fairies don't exist. What are you doing here? And he has complete amnesia for his imaginary friend, for Tinkerbell. And, or his real friend, I should say. And then Tinkerbell's like, stop playing around. Like, we need you. And he's just there trying to figure things out. And then eventually she ends up taking Peter there against his will. Like, look, I don't know what's going on with you, but we're going back to Neverland. And the whole story unravels that Peter gets back to Neverland and he's, you know, he's, so he's back in this imaginary magical world and he doesn't really know what's going on, but he sees, you know, the lost boys, they're playing these magical games that he can't see with his senses. And he's, he's just a little bit confused. And then eventually at some point in the movie, Peter finds something that reminds him of his childhood, a teddy bear that he hadn't seen since he was a kid. And when he finds that teddy bear, it reminds him of who he truly was, who his true essence. And he remembers, he's like, wait a second. He's like, I used to love to play. I used to love to imagine. I used to love to create. And then suddenly he remembers himself as the pan and all of his gifts and abilities come online and his psychic gifts, so to, so to speak, are, are revealed. So that movie is very much a perfect analogy for human life and the human condition where most people, you know, when you're a kid, you're in tune with all kinds of things that you don't realize you're in tune with. You know, you might've called certain things imaginary friends, but you know, may maybe you were seeing angels or maybe you were seeing other beings, you know, you sense things, you sense the world in a certain kind of way that you usually lose touch with as you grow up because, because you've become more analytical and more serious. And so, the, like I said, the movie is very much um, uh, an analogy for that because it's the same idea that the sooner you let go of who you think you need to be, the sooner you become more of who you truly are again. So the sooner you let go of, of being the tough you, the serious you, the guarded you, I see it like a radio station. So imagine in your consciousness, you have a radio station and there's your soul's radio station, which is your true natural self. And then there's who you think you need to be. And so as you let go of the, the serious you, the tough you, so on and so forth, eventually you get back to your essence and you're like, oh, this is who I truly am. And once you get back to your radio station, all of a sudden the gifts that are always there make themselves apparent. And you're just like, oh, how did I ever forget about this? So they're very much, your psychic gifts are very much your natural senses that most people simply have amnesia for. Because if I were to ask, you know, you or most people, I'm like, did you ever have imaginary friends? A lot of people would say no. And, oh, right. <laughs> you know, do you, do you remember having imaginary friends? When I was younger, yeah. Oh, beautiful. It's, it's very rare. It's a very small percentage of people I talk to that actually remember that. But 
What's interesting is that if you look at it now, like we were just taught to call them imaginary friends because that's what our parents would say. But were they really imaginary friends or were you perceiving into other dimensions maybe? Were you perceiving other kinds of beings? You know, these are the kind of questions that we have to ask ourselves. And so this is what I help people do is I, I using my own energetic gifts, using hypnosis, using channeling, I have ways of attuning people back to their soul frequency so that the, the lights of their spiritual gifts come back on. And then I, I remind them of how to use them just like the pen. That's amazing. I do question though, like why we might have these super abilities when we're younger and then as we get older, it just kind of gets covered up with the worldly distractions. Why has it been given to us at a time when we are, I don't know, vulnerable and we don't understand it? And then it gets, and then we lose vision as we get older. There's two main reasons. One is that most people are conditioned to be someone else. It's like, you have to be more like this. No, like, don't cry, tough up, be serious. Oh, like, make sure you think critically, right? So you're, you're most people are conditioned to be who their parents think they need to be as opposed to who they truly are. So they go off of their authentic radio station. This is why we have people talking about authenticity nowadays. So that's one aspect. And another aspect is most kids aren't taught to be equipped with the tools to deal with emotional pain and, and things of that nature. And so as a kid, you're super sensitive to everything. You're super sensitive to your emotions and feelings. You're super sensitive to the emotions and feelings of your parents and surroundings. And you're just super sensitive to the environment, you know, like mm, this place doesn't feel good. You know, that's not a logical thing. You just, this, it gives me the creeps or, you know, and you see certain things. So there's certain senses that you're attuned to as a kid, but because you're not equipped, often not equipped with the tools to deal with the traumas and the pains that, that come, usually as a coping mechanism, what kids do is they find a way to numb themselves. And so they've, you know, to deal with the pain, they, they find a way to numb themselves and numb the pain and suppress it. But what they don't realize that they're doing is they're also numbing their energetic sensitivity, their energetic sensors that allows them to sense the multi-dimensional world, so to speak. And then they forget that they've done that as they grow up. And then they forget that they forgot, which equals amnesia. Right. But again, it's like, why give so much powers to a child so young when it's, they're, they're so vulnerable. It's like so much power to a child, like a child. What are they going to do with that power? You know? Um, did, did, you know the, yeah, sorry. The simple reason is simply because it's who you are. Mm. Right? You are the, you are your gifts. You are your magic. You are that playful, magical, creative, sensitive being. That's just your nature. And it just so happens to come with access to your other senses, what people call your sixth sense. And there's also a seven, eighth, and ninth, and so on and, and so forth. So you're, when you come into this world, you're pure, you're perfect, you're authentic. And so you, you just have access to you. And that happens to come with other things. Right. But again, it's, it's like you, when you go through pain and whatnot, you start to lose touch with it. But the idea is that you also have the opportunity to go through the path of remembering. So for example, in my, in my case, because I also went through a path of amnesia of forgetting, and then I went through the path of refinding myself and refinding my gifts. 
that taught me deeper levels of compassion for others who lost themselves. That taught me to have more sensitivity to people who might be going through things. So it serves purpose for us to go through the pains we go through. And it also allows us um, a more practical way of helping others reclaim themselves so that we could just go through the joy of remembering ourselves. It's part of the game of the human experience. Yeah. What's the story between both of you? How, how did you both meet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're how, much, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> um, so we met uh, over, over a decade ago uh, when during this, the part of the story where he was uh, talking about being this um, magician and hypnotist with a lot of ego in his early 20s. And so that is, that's when we met um, through common circles of friends. And we were both kind of in the nightlife uh, industry. I was a bartender back then and studying. And I just thought he was super dope, but super cocky at the time. And um, that's kind of where we, yeah, where we became friends, acquaintances. And um, I, our, our friendship really truly began only in 2014 when we reconnected after disconnecting for a long time. And uh, for me personally, like reconnecting with him was my own personal awakening at that time. And, um, and then it's through that uh, we kind of just found um, each other as best friends and then went through I want to say uh, seasons of being lovers and best friends and then back to being best friends and then now here we are. <laughs> yeah, it's a very shortened version. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we, yeah, we very much had, we very much had a path of, you know, because we've known each other for over 10 years. That's why it could be a little tricky to, to summarize. <laughs> but at some point, our path, it became clear that we had the opportunity to help each other grow in love mm -hmm. and that we could be each other's love training partners, so to speak, and that she could help me become a better man and I could help her become a better woman. And when that inspiration was present, this was about two or three years ago, it was also very clear to me that in that moment that she wasn't the one for me. And so and which served purpose to have that, you know, that clarity because, you know, we need to go through certain things. So I had communicated from the beginning that I see this potential that we could grow together in certain ways and that um, we could be each other's love training partner. And it's clear to me, like I've been talking to my wife telepathically for a number of years, which is a whole other story, which I'm sure you'll have questions, <laughs> but I had been talking to my wife telepathically for a number of years. So I just wanted to be clear with her so as not to make any mixed signals that look, this is the truth. This is my clarity and, you know, and I see this potential for our growth. Are you down to grow in these ways with me? And so, and, so, and that's, and we were both down. Mm -hmm. And so that began our path of our, um, of our love story. Mm -hmm. And then eventually <laughs> led to us going through some very um, drastic and significant shifts in who we are as beings. Mm -hmm in embodying love more deeply and in on my case it was you know you always hear you always hear people talking about like finding the one right I want to find the one I want to find the one and that was a thing for me too I was like I want to find the one and then at some point someone had told me 
it was another psychic actually she had told me you are the one that you've been looking for and when she said that i had heard it before and i just thought it was a pretty quote but for whatever reason this time it hit me it hit me differently and so my journey was getting to this point of really experiencing and embodying that I am the one that I've been looking for, connecting to that one within so that I'm not externally looking for something to satisfy an inner feeling. I wanted to be fulfilled first. I wanted to feel whole first. And then it was only once I fully embodied the love within that I saw her as a reflection of, of my love that I couldn't have seen before. Mm, that's <laughs> magical. Wow. That's really interesting, though, because I think a lot of people do actually need to go through that, just generally speaking. Get to know yourself first before you get in a relationship. You know, you've got people, they get in a relationship and, um, you know, naturally you're going to have disagreements which can turn into nasty arguments. And you both might be arguing over stuff. But if you don't really understand yourselves, you might not even know the reason why you're arguing. So you're not really going to get to a proper resolution. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and this is why, you know, the, the ancients used to say how the three qualities that you must cultivate inside of yourself in order to sustain an everlasting relationship is total harmony, fulfillment, and a sense of deep purpose. And Total harmony doesn't mean that you're happy-go-lucky all the time. It just means that you could be in harmony even when there's disharmonies happening. So you're not blaming or projecting onto the other person. You're just harmoniously dancing and looking for where the expansion point is, where the alignment is. So it's, it's cultivating those three qualities that allows you a much more uh, easeful way of exploring with your partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes, makes total sense. Um, do you uh, practice past life, what do they call it, past life um, regression? Um, yeah, I used to. And well, before I go into that, I just, I, this, it was, it's been tickling my mind. I just want to make sure that I, that I satisfied your question before about um, why kids are given this kind of power. Because I do feel like it is a very important question. And if, yeah. and if, um, yes, yeah, so did I satisfy the question for you or is there still a little bit more of a tickle there? It, it's, it, it was good. It was good. It, it still does leave me a little bit, but they're so young and I feel as though so much power for a young child, they're not going to be able to, why don't we have it at a later stage? You know, um, how are you, how are you perceiving power? Man, like, you know, if you've got all these abilities, like, you know, the sixth sense, as you call it, or, you know, otherwise quoted as, um, and then as you get older, things slowly start to almost blur your senses, you know, your inner vision and certain feelings, in, I don't know, certain strong intuition that you might have. They, they get kind of dampened because of worldly stuff. Um, yeah, I would why say... Why a vulnerable stage? This is where it's, it's... It's a great question, you know, and this is where it also depends on the parents, right? right? Because yeah. not all parents... Like, I had an amazing mom, for example. So 
my mom didn't condition me out of my gifts. She fully supported me in my, in my magic and whatnot. And so I, ideally, the idea is to get to a point where we can be giving birth to our children and we're not conditioning them out of it. And we could just allow them to be who they are and continue to blossom without having to go through the trauma and the amnesia stage like many people do. And so it's, you know, when you say like, why are they giving so much power? From my perspective, it's more like they're simply being born as who they are and who they are happens to come with these so-called powers, but they're just extensions of themselves the same way that rays are extensions of the sunshine. You know, they're just being their shine and they have these rays of gifts, right? And so it's, it's more of a question of, instead of, I would imagine, instead of it being like, well, why are they be giving, being given so much power? It's, I would more look at it as, well, how can we make it, or, or why are the parents, um, del- not deluding, but um, what word am I looking for here? Why, why are the parents feeling the need to condition their kids yeah. out of their authenticity? Not allowing them to shine and be who they are. It's Right, so it's, 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 it's their, painful. their power isn't the problem. It's the, it's the society that is changing. And that's why, you know, we see this whole global awakening. That's, you know, that's why people like you and, and ourselves are, you know, coaches, helpers, healers and whatnot, because we recognize that, like, something's a little weird and it's not the way the children are born. It's the way that we've been conditioned. Mm-hmm. Sam, it's like imagine the world if instead of going to school and learning about history and math and all those things, we were going to school and learning about how to be with ourselves, what it's like to process our emotions, uh, what does projecting look like, how to um, how to play with energy. Um, or even how to sharpen our intuition, our, our, the access that we have to our, to our guides, to our angels, or, to, or like in Lion's case, this whole psychic realm. So then, so then there wouldn't be a question of why is it that, the, that kids are given this power would just be, well, this is who they are and this is what we choose to nurture. But because it isn't what we choose to nurture, then it raises a question because we've chosen to put value on things of the mind as opposed to things of the spirit and of beingness um, in our society. And so, um, and, I, and I feel like it's directly tied with the word awakening in that sense, because you're not gaining, you're not going to school and learning how to be a psychic, learning how to tune into your intuition, learning how to manifest, you're really just awakening to, to who you are. And, and it's, it's, it's actually the process of, of dissolving all of these programs, these conditions that we've been taught to be and get them out of the way so we can truly experience our own magic from that space and mm. then share that with the world. Yeah, yeah, makes, makes, makes so much sense it's it almost feels painful and sad you know a beautiful child with it's like superpowers um the world just says yeah yeah i see you got all these powers but let's just let's condition you a different way you know know, another way of looking at it is they're you know beyond the powers they just have a lot of love Mm -hmm. right children are emanations of pure love which is what the world needs but people's pain, you know, parents' pain, society's pain, project onto them that know that, you know, love is blind and false beliefs like that, yeah. you know, you know, if you love, do something wrong, love will be taken away. 
That's hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. What's, so, what's so, your journey? I'm sorry, your uh, your yeah. queen. What, what's your name? Sorry. Avea. 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 Um, when did you um, you know discover your awakening? I was very much when we reconnected, he and I, in uh, back in 2014. And um, yeah, I guess for my part, it was it was interesting. I was coming from very much the world of um, just being really heartbroken and kind of unaware that I was really jaded coming out of this relationship that I was never able to make make it work for five years. And um, in essence, I basically had, without really realizing it in the moment, but I had told myself that I, if love doesn't exist, then the next best thing is to just be comfortable. And so I didn't even realize, but I was kind of this aspiring trophy wife at the, at the time. And then just, of course, perfect synchronicity and divine timing we happen to reconnect yet i'm now living in uh california and he's still in montreal and it was just in the reconnection of meeting this person of who i thought i knew who he was which was this cocky you know uh with a huge ego you know magician and then meeting this completely different human being who just was beaming with love and magic and all these stories of of fairies and angels and connecting to yourself and and it just immediately like sparked the the part of me the part of me that that the soul remembrance of like yes like this is what i know to be true and all of these pains and these these hurts that i'm experiencing are just are just layers of density that are keeping me from experiencing this magic within. And so I saw his true self, this, this new reconnection with this old friend as a reflection of myself in a sense of, of who I really knew myself to be, which was so much greater than, of course, an aspiring trophy wife. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> so, no, sorry. Continue. I was just gonna say, and, and you know, and we had this very magical moment. I, I love to share this part of the story because it's, it, it really is magical, and it, it it speaks to also, you know, the so the quote unquote power of kids, you know, because so at this point in my life, I was serving as a psychic, as a spiritual guide, as a mystic. Bless you. Um, and that's what that's where I was in life. So my career was being a psychic, and. So when we reconnected in that moment, I just wanted a moment. I just wanted a break from the psychic world, so to speak, and, and helping people. And I just wanted to be a regular human and go to a bar and have some drinks and that kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, and so when we reconnected and we're, you know, we're hitting it off and sparks are flying and whatnot. At one point we were sitting at the bar and she's sitting across from me. And as I'm talking to her, I see one of her spirit guides show up to her well, her right shoulder, but to what I'm seeing as on her, on her left side. And when I saw, and when I, and I'm, I'm used to seeing these things, but when I saw this being show up, I was like, ah, oh, I'm like, like not now. I'm like, I'm just trying to have a regular night. So I tried to ignore it. And so I continued to talking to her. And then the being, the guide was just like, we have a message for her. We have a message for her. And so at some point I was like, I'm like, okay, look, and she didn't even know anything about spirit guides or that kind of world. This is all news to her. So I'm like, look, there's a spirit guide that just showed up right next to your shoulder and it has a message for you. Do you want it? And she was like, 
Yeah. They know that. And and so as, as soon as she agreed, the spirit guide came into my body and it started to speak through me, and it basically just started to remind her of what's possible for her in her life. Remind show her remind her that love is possible, that her dreams are possible, and all kinds of messages. And specifically told her that she's meant to do something with with music. She's meant to be in music in her life. And <laughs> uh, that that was by far the part that just threw me off completely because music up until this point. So I'm I play the piano and I sing, but it was definitely this like secret hobby of mine where people kind of knew I always had a keyboard, you know, in my apartment, but they never ever heard me play or sing. It was just really my own little thing and that's all it ever was nor did I ever play for anyone. And so when he said that, well, the first, my first reaction was, how the heck do you even know that I play music? <laughs> like for one <laughs> and for two, you gotta be out of your mind. If you think like I, like I'm anything artistic or that I would even want to share that. And, um, but yet there was something about it that was so left field that I, it just like pinged me. And well, little did I know that three years later, after he, uh, you know, shared this psychic message from this guide that I would leave my career to pursue music. Um, and now she got music on Spotify and music <laughs> videos and all kinds of things. It's <laughs> amazing. So it's something that you, you really wanted to do and you kind of suppressed it. You didn't allow yourself to be you. Like you <laughs> saw it as, ah, it's just a little hobby, but it's something that you really loved absolutely so it really goes back to all the same things we were talking about earlier in the sense of like as a child even though now looking back of course I see how creative I was how I loved the stage I loved dancing I was always a dancer I was in theater and all these things and yet in the conditioning of society I was always taught that those things can only ever be hobbies that you can never do make a life or a living out of the out of that especially not coming from a city like Montreal. It's definitely not like the world of Los Angeles where, you know, that's the main thing. And so it was never even a thought, I want to say, until, until that point. And so from obviously after our reconnection, I started to dive deep into myself and that level of devotion was was definitely there. And not only that, it was just the more de devoted myself to really understanding not only what it meant to be me but what it meant to love me is when I was like holy crap I'm totally a creative I've always been an artist I've always loved the stage I've always and all of these things were like you know would be labels I would have never used for myself and so very much like the awakening process it was just going back to you know, the original, the original bloom of the flower and, and tuning back into that um, for myself, so. Love it, love yeah. it. Yeah, you know, and then I think this is where, this is where it goes back to, you know, the gifts of the child, you know, because I just so happened to be in a place where I was in tune with my childlike gifts that was able to see and perceive this guide that has a message that brought her to her greatest awakening into fulfillment in her dreams, where, you know, to go back to like kids having these gifts, if they were honored instead of conditioned, Surprise. they can bring through certain levels of information and clarity and inspiration for their parents and for the, and you know, 
on on grander levels that can help people quicker you know because i could just imagine not that i have any regrets but i could just imagine had i not gone through an amnesia phase or had you not or any of us what would high school have been like you know would i have actually wasted time going to social sciences and you know trying to become you know i'm like no i would have been so in tune with my passion and i would have continued to cultivate it and my shine would have been greater and maybe my the you know it just it serves for more goodness and joy in the world if it's honored Mm -hmm. makes total sense and it kind of makes me think um as um um avia was um just saying how uh, is it avia 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 sorry um was saying that um you know during the time when you had this passion it was kind of it was it was almost put down as if it wasn't anything worth going for Mm -hmm. um i had that sharing uh or even sharing for that matter yeah yeah you know um when I, i used to live with my dad and i really I was just passionate about health and fitness from as young as eight years old. Oh, wow. And it shows. (laughs) 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 And uh, I I was, I don't know what it was. I just, just, I just, I just wanted to be the fittest person in the world. I want to be fit. I want to be like super fit. You know, I used to watch all the superhero comic, uh, like in comics and all the cartoons. I'd be like, yeah, I want to be like that person. And I, um, I remember I wanted to be like a, a sprinter called Linford Christie. He's a, a British uh, 100-meter sprinter back in the 90s. And um, I just remember looking at him thinking, wow, I'd really love to have a body like his. So uh, my dad got me some weights, and I just remember training. And um, just I used to wake up super early and go running around the park and just doing push-ups, sit-ups. I'm like, yeah, I need to be fit. I have no idea why. I just had this in me that I, it needed to happen. I have no idea why, but I felt like, yeah, it, it was me. You know? Were you big into Dragon Ball? No, I don't think that was about in my time. No? Dragon Ball. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It was uh, things like um, Thundercats, something totally different. Maybe Ninja Turtles. Oh. Um, but yeah, like when... I started to compete um, in 100 meter sprint in, um, for like under 18s. I used to go to a, a few events and I was doing pretty good. You know, I was, I was getting medals and trophies, but my dad didn't approve of it. He said like, why are you wasting your time with this? You know, this isn't, this isn't a real job. Like stop these hobbies. You know, you can run around the estate. Um, but I'm not paying to buy you, you know, paying for your travel to go and compete over here, you know, running about, it's, it's a waste of time. And, you know, it, it did crush me slightly, you know, I was like, but I really love this. I feel like I've, I've got something here, you know? And when, when, you know, when that was taken away from me, he said, look, you've got some weights in your room, lift some weights. And that's what I done. I just spent time. I was like, well, if I can't sprint, then I would just lift weights. I can build the perfect physique in my room. So I didn't, I just spent a lot of my time in my room lifting weights. Uh, I didn't get much pocket money. I'd get like a pound a week whilst my friends were getting like 20 pound a week or something because my daddy was poor. Um, And once a month I would buy a fitness magazine 
because they will cost about four pound. I'll save the pound and buy the magazine. It was like my Bible, you know? Um, so yeah, like, so I, I know that thing where it's a part of you and it doesn't go, but you, you suppress it slightly. You know, you don't, you don't go out and make massive decisions on, on your real passion. I've done loads of dead end jobs, things that I wasn't, I've done my best in those jobs. Um, but I, I felt like there's something else out there for me. I don't know what it is. Um, and it was not until I was 31 years old that I started to make some really big decisions in my life, heading towards the fitness journey. So wow. um, yeah, suppressed for ages. Wow. Oh, amazing story, man. Oh, yeah. no worries at all. But um, so <laughs> um, the past life regression, oh. um, have you, have you, done something like that yeah I, yes so i've yeah i've played it i've played in pretty much any realm of hypnosis you could think of um so actually i'll, I'll tell you a very interesting story that i think you'll appreciate so you know i'm one of those people who has remembered many of his past lives i've seen them experienced them in different ways and i used to do uh, hypnosis for others to help them remember and then at some point, I came across this idea that was called life in between lives hypnosis. So the idea was basically to explore what happens after you die in a past life, but before you reincarnate, life in between lives. Right, right, right. And this fascinated me. It actually started with, a, it was a book. I came across a book um, in a bookstore called Journey of Souls. And I don't remember the author. We're going to um, that down. Yeah, there's Journey of Souls and there's Destiny of Souls as the sequel. And are they as audio books as well? Probably, but I don't know. Okay. What was fascinating about this book is it's basically a case study, a journal of a hypnotist who had been doing past life regression therapy for a very long time. And at some point, he, he started to become curious about life in between lives. And so he does this case study in, in the book, Journey of Souls, where he hypnotizes 500 different people from different walks of life, uh, spiritual, not spiritual, rich, poor, you name it, different walks of life. And his whole experiment is he wants to see what happens when he hypnotizes someone, brings them into their past life, has them go through the death scene where they die, and then explores what happens after they die, but before they reincarnate. And that was his experiment. And what blew him away was that every single person, 100% of the people, all gave the exact same account of what happened in life in between lives and what happened in the spirit world. And so basically what most people would say was that they, you know, when they died, they would, sometimes they would hang around on earth for another, for maximum three days, but usually they would go pretty immediately and that there was a kind of light that was magnetically pulling them and letting them know that that was the direction to go. They would go through the light and then they'd be rejoined by their soul flat family, which was a little disorienting at first, but then they started to stabilize. And then they're met by, I believe it's called an accountant who reviews your life with you and goes through all your, the lessons and all the consequences and, and all the experiences to see how you did. And then, right. And then from there, there's, you know, different experiences that unfold, depending on what level of soul you are, they would go into different activities before they decided to reincarnate if that was their choice. So 
I read all this. I'm like, this is fascinating. And if this is true, that should mean that if I do this on someone without telling them about the book, I should get the same result. And <laughs> yeah. so, you know, being the type of person that, that I am, I experimented. And so I invited a friend over and I put him into a very deep state of hypnosis, brought him into his past life, uh, which I believe was like in the 1800s where he remembered himself as a milkman in San Francisco who happened to just die on a park bench um, of a heart attack or something like that. And then when he went up to the spirit world, he was immediately rejoined by his soul family. And, and they were, and his soul family were like, yo, how was it? Was it cool? It was fun. Right. It was amazing. And he was just like, wait, what? Like he was reorienting from, you know, it's almost like reorienting from a, a drug trip. He's just like, what's going on? Mm. And as he reoriented, sure enough, he started to tell me the exact same things that I read in the book. Uh, you know, about reviewing his life and so on and so forth. And he told me that he decided before reincarnating, he decided to serve for 35 years as a spirit guide to just help other people by dropping intuitions and inspirations into people's minds as his way of service. And so I started to ask him questions. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, what's your favorite thing to do in the spirit world? And he said, get high. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, okay, interesting. I'm like, well, what, what's, you know, what do you mean by get high? What's your, what's your favorite kind of highs? And he's like, well, there's four. And so he told me them from his least favorite to his ultimate favorite. So that he said from the least favorite, he said um, something like LSD, then something like MDMA, and then something that's like a blend of LSD and MDMA that's not found on earth. But his absolute favorite high was the human experience. Wow. And I was just floored, you know, and, and, and in my mind's eye, I'm like picturing like souls taking a bong hit of human. And just <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, if well, it felt like a hundred years, but it was just a moment. Right. Like when you wake up out of a dream, you could dream that you were there for X amount of time. But when you wake up, you're like, oh, that experience was real. And there were messages in there that are relevant for my life. But this is who I really am. And so but that was reflective to what he was talking about was his experience in the spirit world, where when I asked him, how does he take these highs? I'm like, what do you like inject yourself or something? He said, he's like, no, we consume memories because everything already exists here and now. There only is here, there only is now. And so he's like, everything that was, is, and will be already exists, including what you're perceiving as Roger Snipes, David Lyon, whoever my future self is, whoever my past self is. And so he said, there's a way that they consume memories and they go into this memory construct of this idea that seems like this is my new life. I'm, I'm trying to piece that line together. <laughs> you asked the question. <laughs> yeah, <no>. That's deep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, blew my mind too. <laughs> yeah. So um, the, the book you mentioned. Um, Journey of Souls. Yeah. Um, I definitely need to get that. That sounds really interesting. 
fascinating book. Um, wow. So I, I think I need to allow that to settle in for me yeah. to even come off with any other questions relating to that. So yeah, I'll come back to yeah. that. Um, so do you still have a, a, a spirit guide yourself? Many. Many? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, everyone, yeah. everyone has, <laughs> yeah, everyone has tons of spirit guides, you know, that you have, I'm, I'm going to say this in two levels. Now, so on one level, you, everyone has their main guides who are with you throughout your whole lifetime. And then sometimes you have temporary guides who are kind of like tutors. So let's just say you're at a point in your life where you need to learn to be more compassionate, you know, because you're an insensitive person, just as an example. Well, you'll have a spirit guide. You'll usually have certain one or many spirit guides come in who will organize the synchronicity of your life, the unfolding of your life, so that you'll go through certain circumstances and events that will catalyze you to, to, to learn more about compassion. And so your spirit guide's job is to guide you to being more you, to show you how to be a better guide of yourself by showing you the qualities that you may have forgotten about, about your true nature as a child, such as compassion, sensitivity, so on and so forth. So the purpose of your spirit guides, like I said, is, is to simply to show you how to be a better guide of yourself by showing you how to be more of yourself. So you can really look at them as like your soul's best friends. So to paint a picture, just to give it, this is purely for analogy. Let's imagine, you know how sometimes when you're sleeping and you're dreaming, whatever you're going on, whatever's happening in the dream, you don't question it. You don't question your identity. You just believe you're that person in the dream and that you're having this experience. You could be flying, there could be monsters, but that is real to you a hundred percent. And if the TV happens to be on outside while you're sleeping, what's happening on the TV might seep into your dream and alter that reality into the dream. This is very much how spirit guides work. So again, just for analogy, imagine that your soul, imagine that you're not a human who has a soul, but you're a soul who has a human. Okay, so your soul is sleeping or dreaming that it's having this human experience, just like you would be if you're sleeping. And your guides every now and then will whisper things into your soul's ears that will seep into this reality as synchronicities so that you're at the right place at the right time, finding things that you don't know how you found. And so this is a lot of how, how your spirit guides work. And they'll communicate to you in the language of inspiration, of clarity, of feeling attraction towards certain directions of like, I don't know why I feel to turn down this street this time, but I feel like going this way. And then you turn that way and you meet someone you haven't seen in 10 years who ends up becoming your lover. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. How do you, how do you know, how do you switch it on? How do you, okay, so I guess we all have it, but for yeah. some it's like, wow, I heard that. Like, okay, keep it down, guys. You know, like someone like yourself, like you can see them. Like how does a person get a stronger sense for their spirit guides? Great, great question. I'm gonna put this in its most simple form because there's many different layers to this. And I, I, I literally have, like, have a whole training for this. Right, okay, brilliant. So, so, but in its most simple form, it's simply by listening to the inspirations and intuitions you receive and acting on them. 
that's the most grounded practical way because most people when they receive an intuition or an inspiration they might put it on the back burner right or like oh yeah that's genius and then their mind starts to poke holes in it and, and give doubts yeah but i would have to figure this out first and that out first so i'm just going to keep focusing on this right so but what that is when you're receiving inspirations and intuitions is it's very pure light energy it's really really light energy so if you're vibrating over here and this is where you're currently vibrating at and then you receive an inspiration that feels this high by you choosing to act on it not only are you acting on a message from your guides but you're choosing to embody more light energy to receive more light energy and so the more you choose to act on your inspirations and intuitions you start to embody more light and and feel more vibrant and shiny and alive and and so the more you embody more light you start to step into the radio station or the vibrational vicinity of where your spirit guides are at and you start to perceive them more clearly so to give another analogy it's like let's imagine the rainbow there's seven colors on the rainbow and if you're vibrating at the third color and the top color is purple and purple is where inspiration is coming from but you're you're still at what is the third color? Let's just say orange. I don't know what it is. Maybe I was thinking yellow. orange in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say it's orange. That means all you're perceiving is the orange reality and everything below that. That's, but the more you, you act on your inspirations and intuitions, all of a sudden, as you be, go from being serious to more playful, oh, now you're seeing things more creatively. And you start to, you do this more and more until you could perceive the purple reality, so to speak, and your... Um, your senses start to become more fine-tuned and enhanced and allows you to perceive more of your spirit guides. That's a very, very simplified yeah, yeah, explanation, but there's really so much more. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. It, it, it kind of makes sense. Well, as you, as you say, I'm like, yeah, that makes total sense. The moment I, I start acting on the things which come to me, I'm like, which seem very good, I feel even better. And then I want to do more. And then I feel even better and I feel like super powerful. Exactly. Um, You're embodying more of your shine. And then so you, yeah, so, so you start, you know, the more you embody light, that lightens up your thoughts, that lightens up your emotions, and that lightens up your, your reality. So you're able to literally perceive more of the light spectrum. Mm, mm, mm. And Avia. 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 It's because it's because you're English. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, do you have any sort of a special abilities that you're aware of besides the, <laughs> the, the, the amazing music? Um, I mean, yes, and this, but I want to say yes, and and everyone else also has access to the exact same gifts, but um, very much within my whole awakening process and just with the level of devotion that I put into it, all of these things also started to turn on within myself as well. And so um, I feel like for me, there was, I don't feel like I was actually focusing on, on the part that you were sharing and in acting necessarily on the inspirations or the intuitions that I was receiving. But for me, it was more so a very, um, a very sharp devotion to love and to and in that devotion to love is where I was able to explore all these different 
I want to say like nooks and, and crannies, shadows of myself. And it was in the exploration and within, I want to say deepening into my inner knowing, it also helped deepen my connection to not just myself, but to, you know, everything around to my spirit to my soul and and little by little I wasn't really realizing it nor was it really my intention to be really honest at the time I just was experiencing so much liberation and so much pure joy from just diving deep into my devotion to love that um that all of the I want to say abilities were kind of a side effect that I didn't really know were going to happen um and for me it it definitely started with just that that, yeah I feel like that was really the seed of it and then once I had mastered okay this is how I understand how to love myself how to navigate myself how to dance with myself when I'm feeling challenged or triggered then I was able to kind of bring it into the next level and start to use it to, I want to say like, feel into energy um, in a like more focused and voluntary way (laughs) versus before it was just like, oh, well, this is how I feel. And And then eventually I was able to tune in, not only to my, because I learned how to tune into myself, then I was able to tune into others. And so very much like what, you know, Lion is talking about, um, it kind of just came naturally with the package. Um, and so, and so, yes, yeah, so there, I, I also have the ability to, to, as does everyone, I just want to make that like a very good point that like, yeah, it's not he and I that can do something that no one else can, but um but yes, very much so. I, I can connect. I know I know my like main guides that I can call upon for guidance, and um, as well as new ones that pop up in different, very specific moments where I'm like, oh, so who are you? Like, what are you here for? That kind of thing. And and they're also, I, I feel like over time, it also just allows you to do it for others. Who are, who are in need, um, where you can tune into them as well and offer them uh, guidance by essentially doing the same thing that you're doing for yourself, but just tuning into their um, energy in that moment. Ask uh, that there, that's what I'm talking about. I'd love to be able to do that. Maybe I am doing it sometimes and I don't realize it, you know? Like when I'm you talking be- to clients, I'm sorry. Um, oh, sorry, I was, gonna, I was gonna say, cause I could see clearly in, in your field, like you do it whenever you're curious. Yeah. Whenever you feel a sense of curiosity towards someone, you'll start to notice that you feel them and you start to pick up certain things on them that allows you to ask just the right questions that will open up just the right doors that will lead to just the right inspirations. So one of your access points is genuinely through your curiosity, which is a childlike trait. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, as you know, I'm into fitness. So everything I do is all geared towards fitness so from the the moment i wake up i'll i'll do um a bit of breathing um meditation um i have some biohacks in my house i have um red light therapy um a sauna and i do all these things in preparation for my day you know and also i've got like a gratitude list um my goals which i read every day and I have this sort of like I am's where I, you know, I speak out 
um, from from like a very spiritual person, what sort of rituals do you have? What 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 is very important for you as a as a daily habit to make sure that you're you know spiritually up there? You know your superpowers yeah. is on point. Uh, if, if you saw my spiritual light body, I might be just as big as you, bro. <laughs> 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 no doubt. <laughs> um, so, yeah, for for me, it's 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 always the same. So, my highest priority in life is love, inspiration, and excitement. Those are the, those, so on a day-to-day basis, on a moment-to-moment basis, I constantly ask myself, what is my highest excitement of this moment? And the reason why I, I choose excitement, you know, and, and it could be, you know, excitement is just that really light, vibrant feeling. So it could be excitement, it could be passion, it could be inspiration, it could be joy. But I'm really speaking to that texture of the feeling, that, that light feeling, what lights you up the most. So but I'll just call it excitement for now. So the reason why I choose excitement is because excitement is quite literally the language of your higher self. So this is why when you, whenever you act on true excitement energy and i and i mean real excitement because a lot of people mistake um you know like i want to go do drugs or i want to you know like as their excitement but really that's anxiety disguising itself as excitement true excitement makes you feel expansive true excitement makes you feel like more of yourself and true excitement might scare the crap out of you you know you might have the excitement to go perform on stage but all your insecurities come up right so i'm talking about the expansive excitement anytime you act on your highest excitement you're listening to the language of your soul you're listening to the language of your higher self that's why when you act on your highest excitement you end up feeling like more of yourself so you feel more connected and then you feel more clear and then you feel more creative and then you feel more confident then you feel more inspired then you're in flow then synchronicities are happening and then more then more excitement is coming in and so it's very much the organizing principle of our lives because I want you to imagine, imagine you're in a forest, right? And you don't even know how you found yourself in this forest. You're just in a thick, lush forest. And when you wake up in this forest, you just see that you have three options. You have three paths. You could either go straight, you can go left, or you can go to the right. And, but all you could see is far off in the distance, you could see paradise is straight ahead, far, far away. So to your logical mind, to your thinking mind, you might go, okay, well, logically I should go straight. Where your higher self, imagine, is the one that is floating over the forest, that has the bird's eye view on your reality, on your forest. And it could look and it sees that you should actually go left. And so what it does is it starts giving you vibrations of excitement, of curiosity, of inspiration. It's like, go left, go left. And as you look to the left, you feel the excitement and, and it even reminds you of being a kid again. You're like, oh, that actually looks fun. Like when I was a kid, I used to play on rocks like that. But no, I have to be serious now. I have to be serious because I have to get to paradise, right? And so, but what the higher self can see is that if you do go straight, what you can't see from where you're currently standing is that if you go far, far enough, you're eventually going to hit a cliff. 
and you're gonna and you're gonna be like ah, oh, and you're gonna get frustrated and get stressed and then you're gonna have to backtrack or find a whole way whereas had you acted on your excitement your higher self can see that it's actually going to get you to paradise quicker so the opportunity is instead of you having to figure things out you get to tune into where things are already figured out for you and so that's the benefit and the bliss of excitement is it's so much more than than just excitement it's literally the magic of your life compiled into a kit for you so that all you have to do is act on it and yes you're going to have to face your fears and your insecurities and limiting beliefs and that but that's your only part of the work and so that's my ritual is with every breath to act on my highest excitement my highest joy my highest inspiration because i know that's me tuning into where things are figured out for me and that's also what allows my life to be effortless you know because i've always been someone who doesn't believe in pushing or working your ass off or stress or anxiety. I've always believed in living entirely through flow, entirely through synchronicity, entirely through inspiration. And this is, this is the science of doing it. This is what we call living magic instead of living struggle. <laughs> I, re I, really, I really love that. Um, I do find that a lot of days, I don't necessarily have that excitement. I do stuff because I feel this needs to be done um when people ask me oh what what motivates you to do stuff sometimes i i just i just do it because it needs to be done i know that no one else is going to exercise my body for me i have to do it you know i'll wake up at four o'clock and i'll sit there for a second i'll be like oh <sighs> okay let's go <laughs> You know, um, and I do, I, you know, I feel great afterwards when I'm doing certain things. You know, if I go for a, um, a 10 mile cycle, 12 mile cycle, come back, do some resistance training while everybody is still asleep. And I feel great knowing I've done it. But I don't do it because I feel excited. Right. Um, well, this is where it also, it also depends. Everyone has different priorities in their life. Yeah. Right. For me, my priority is feeling amazing, yeah. feeling magical, because I know that from feeling magical, I will create magical things and act in magical ways. Other people's priority is productivity, you know, just to get shit done. And both are equal. It's, it's simply a priority choice. So there's always ways to ask yourself, how can I do this in a more fun way? How can I make this more exciting? How can I make this more fun? So for you, it might, it might be, well, I wouldn't, you know, I would, I'd like it better if I did it outside instead of in my garage, as an example, you know? Um, so it does matter on what your priorities are. And, and also, it's also trusting that if you do act on your, your excitement, your higher self that's floating above the forest knows everything that you want to get done. It is inclusive of it. And so when it gives you excitement, it's not making you forget about certain things. It's just showing you a way to, to get it done more fun so that by the time you get to, let's say, the workout, you can have more excitement in your system and get a better workout in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, a perfect example of this is um, I remember years ago in I think maybe 2012 or 13 or something, I woke up and I as soon as I woke up, 
all that was filling my mind was have tos. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do this. I have to do that. And, you know, I have to get back to these clients. I have to send these emails, so on and so forth. And as my mind was running, I recognized, I'm like, okay, wait, have to is the energy of the mind. Have to is the energy of the limited mind that could only see so far, that can only see how things are happening and how things have happened. It has no idea how things are going to happen. So I stopped, I recognized, I'm like, okay, this is the energy of have to. What do I feel like? Feel like is the energy of the soul. And so when I, when I tuned into what I feel like, I'm like, honestly, I just feel like getting a bowl of cereal and watching an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And that was my truth at the moment. And I was just like, and when I felt that, I was like, I'm like, no, that's unproductive. I'm like, I have a deadline. I have to get these things done. But I decided, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to practice what I preach over here. And I'm going to see if this whole excitement thing actually really works. So I listened. I, even though I, I, I chose to invest in my soul instead of my limitations, and I got the bowl of cereal, and I put on an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on Netflix. And because I was watching it and it made me laugh and it brought joy into my body, it brought my vibration from here to here. So now I'm feeling better. I'm feeling more light. And then I asked myself again, I'm like, okay, now what do I feel like doing? And a media, I'm like, well, now I really don't feel like doing my work. I actually just want to watch another episode of Fresh Prince. And again, my mind kicked in. That's unproductive. I'm like, no, no, we're trying this. So I watched another episode again, more joy, my laughter, vibration from here to here. And then I was like, now what do I feel like doing? And then I was like, you know what? I really feel like just going for a walk because it's a nice sunny day in Montreal and that doesn't happen very often. And you know what? That's what I'm going to do. So I went for a walk and the sun was beaming on me, which just made me feel like slowed down, made me feel more grateful. And so my vibration was going from here to here to here to here until I got into the vibrational vicinity of where inspiration lives. And so as soon as I hit a certain vibrational peak, all of a sudden inspiration dropped into my mind. And, all, and then I was just like, oh, I'm like, that's how I could do those things that I have to do. And then suddenly my have tos turned into a feel like. And I felt excited to go do the things that I had to do. And I got it done quicker, more effectively, more effortlessly, and more efficiently. So, it, so this is what I mean when I say your excitement is inclusive of everything that needs to be done. It's just leading you towards doing it in a much more um, soulful way. Mm, yeah, yeah. That sounds great. And um, I've, yeah, I've been in situations like that as well. I'm, I'm thinking there's probably lots of people out there that would love to be able to you know, tune into their higher self and do things with great energy. And there's loads of people that don't have good energy. You know, they're constantly on, you know, they, they, they live on low vibration. Um, what would you say for those people to help them out the gutter? Hmm. Man, there's so many different things that could be said just for so many different situations. One, the most important thing is to recognize that the importance of not putting judgment on your emotions, not judging what you're feeling. So if you're, and not resisting what you're feeling, because there's no such thing as bad feelings and good feelings per se. There's just authentic feelings. But if we're feeling frustrated and then we're frustrated that we're frustrated 
or irritated that we're irritated, that just creates more static inside your body. So the first thing is to recognize that it's okay to not be okay. And that will soften and dissolve resistance and self-judgment. And, you know, it's, it's being, it's an act of self-compassion. And so it's recognizing that it's okay to not be okay. And to take a moment to actually just be with yourself and to, as best you can, dissolve any resistance or judgment you have on your emotions in terms of like, oh, this isn't good. It's trying to come up. I have to keep it down. That's a judgment. That's assuming that's a bad emotion or a bad feeling. But to let yourself be a space for all your emotional kids, so to speak, to be a better parent, to make, make space for all your emotional kids to be, to rage, to be happy, to be whatever they are. So that then by releasing the resistance on your emotions, you're also releasing the resistance on greater feelings and greater inspirations that are wanting to surface as well. So number one is be okay with not being okay and release the resistance and judgment you might have on your emotions and feelings. Step two from that point is to be willing to give to yourself and to simply move in the direction of a lighter feeling. Doesn't matter what that lighter feeling is. So it might simply be, okay, I've been trying to get this work done. I've been trying to push and my kids are driving me crazy. I really wish I could take a bubble bath, but I don't have time. That's a judgment, right? But if you simply use communication, be like, hey guys, look, I need a moment. Husband, please take care of the kids or whatever, whatever the situation is. I need to take a bubble bath and do something for me because that is where the lighter feeling is. Then that is you choosing to go from here to here. And that's moving in the direction of a lighter feeling. And as you follow that thread of the lighter feeling, more lighter feelings will come in because as you sink in the bubble bath, stress is going to dissipate, your body's going to relax, your vibration raises, raises, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I feel like reading that book I haven't had a chance to read. You pick up that book, you're flipping the pages, all of a sudden it speaks to exactly what you're going through in your life, and it says a sentence that just blows your mind, like, oh my God, I never thought of that. And your life starts to change, all because you chose to move in the direction of a lighter feeling, which goes all the way back to what we were talking about with excitement. So when sometimes when going from where you are to acting on your excitement feels like too much of a vibrational leap, like if you're feeling like just down in the dumps and excitement feels like a cliff to climb, that's okay. Move in the direction of a lighter feeling because we can always, if we release resistance and judgment first and relax a second and let go of whatever we're trying to force ourselves to do, we can always find a lighter feeling, whether it's to express ourselves, to reach out to a friend and just be heard, to go take that bubble bath, whatever the lighter feeling is, that's what's going to lead towards liberation. And it's also recognizing that when you're in a heavier state, when you're in a state of like, oh my God, whatever's happening is awful and this is super hard, being in that state and trying to find what it is, what's the next step, is well for one it's just it's it's incredibly difficult because you're already feeling so heavy so even just having that awareness of like okay i feel like shit right now and i'm trying to like move forward and it feels like i'm dragging it just feels awful and so ha recognizing that for one and then moving to towards a lighter feeling and then doing it again and again and again and even if you just go from here to here 
now asking yourself from this state of being, okay, what, whatever, what that was challenging earlier, like, how can I move forward with this in more harmony? It's, it's amazing the level of flow and, and just the level of greater ease that, that one can bring to themselves just by, by bringing themselves into a slightly lighter feeling and then wanting to navigate whatever challenge they're going through from that state. It just, everything feels so much more possible and so much more easeful than when you're in the heavy, like my life has gone to shit. I don't know what I'm doing kind of vibe, you know? Totally understand, yeah. I found myself in those situations myself. And just to, 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 you know, to complement that with one more thing is, you know, because sometimes when you're in those states, it can seem impossible for you to think of what's, you know, like, what, what was it? Release judgment, wait, moving to lighter feeling, like, and, you, and it might trip you up, right? And so another more simple thing you can do is to just ask yourself, who can I reach out to that will shine love on? You know, and that might be someone, you know, it might be booking a session with a healer or a, or a coach or a guide or whatever case may be, or it might be going on YouTube. This is what I used to do when I used to go through things. My healers was, it was mainly Abraham Hicks. You know, I remember, I, I don't know if you know, Abraham. Oh, yeah, Hicks. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen his work, him and someone else. Yeah, it was. It's a female. It's it's it's. S oh, sorry. S yeah, yeah. That's it. And is it a brother as well or something? It's not just. It was. It was. Well, yeah. It was. A, it was a wife and husband. You're remembering the husband. Right. Yeah. 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 The, the husband has passed away now, but the but it was. It's basically a woman named Esther who's a channeler for this being Abraham, and she's the reason why we have the secret. If you know the 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 book, the secret, and the body of work on the law of attraction, that came from Abraham. And so, you know, what I've always done, you know, back in the day, especially when I was going through things and I didn't know how to solve it, I would just go on YouTube and type in what my problem is and listen to teachers. You know, I'd reach out to someone who could shine love onto me so I could feel a little bit lighter. And that's the direction of a lighter field. So there's infinite options as long as you're willing to help yourself. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, have to be willing to. You know, I think we, we, it's the society, man. You need to, you need to step out of the matrix, really do, you know, because, you know, we're always trying to push ourselves more and more and more. I found myself looking at work paralyzed, but still trying to work. I'm like, why can't I, I can't seem to get anything done. I can't, I know what I need to do, but I can't move. And rather than moving away, but I do, I end up getting up and walking and uh, coming back and feeling, yeah, I guess, um, feeling lighter. But it, it's, um, it's after really trying to force myself quite a lot first. And I think um, it's, it's shed a lot of light on that to make me realize the moment I feel that, that friction or that, that kind of gridlock just, step out of it and just uh, it. And, and sometimes just letting yourself feel you know feeling is healing you know yeah. this is this is where i always like to remind people and we touched on this a little bit before but your emotions are literally the age of children that's why you can't speak logic to emotions 
right? And, and when someone's emotional, if you try and speak logical to them and give them the solution, it, the, the reason why it doesn't work is because they need to be felt, not solved, right? And so our emotions are the age of children. So when we're emotionally down in the dumps, just imagine that there's an emotional kid of yours that's feeling depressed or feeling whatever. How, as a parent, would you like to treat that kid? You know, is it to suppress it and just try and I'm going to keep going. We're going to keep moving. No, that's, <laughs> that's going to make that kid feel even worse. But if you let yourself just be there with that emotional kid without judgment, without trying to fix it or solve it, you know, it's, it's, it's not loving it so that it goes away. It's just, I'm going to love you because I love you, <laughs> you know, and this is where feeling is healing and it allows us to be with our emotions differently. And you'll see it very quickly softens because all those heavier feelings are simply wanting to be felt and heard so that they could turn into more joy and more excitement and more inspiration because that's actually their true natural state. They only feel that way because they've been self-imposed with limiting beliefs and judgments and things of that nature. So they just want love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. I really do. yeah i feel like um i'm faced with that quite a lot uh myself personally and i feel as though i do tend to get quite a lot done and i do have um i I do work on i would say high vibrations most days um you know and I, i tend to give a lot of good good vibes good energy to other people as well that can't seem to raise themselves up so um you know, I pride myself on that. I, I like to do that. But um, the times when I need it myself, that's good. That's good, you know? Absolutely, um, yeah. You know, and this is honestly why, you know, we, we created something called the Mystery School. I don't know if it's, if it's okay if we, if we talk about it a little bit. Please do. That, that, I was going to bring that up because I, I noticed you was talking about that. You was pretty happy in your post. And I was like, I need to speak to you about that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, you know, it just perfectly complements what we're talking about. Because, you know, I recognize how a lot of the time when people are going through things, whether they're going through a problem or they're simply wanting to grow to the next level, not necessarily because of a problem, but just out of a desire, Sometimes that challenge is being able to find teachers and mentors and guides who you actually resonate with, who are actually masterful in what they're in what they're speaking, and who aren't regurgitating information that they found in books, but it's actually coming from within. So they could actually resonate with you. And so what the mystery school is, is that it's like I've been calling it a Netflix for your ascension, a Netflix for your personal and spiritual growth that also has um monthly live events and a support group but it's essentially a space where you can find the answer to pretty much any problem you can think of inside of the mystic library within so whether it's depression there's a you know there's a video on how do you permanently release depression you know triggers and insecurities how do you permanently release that there's guided experiences so it was really this inspiration to offer the world a greater level of service not just from myself and Avea, but also from my own mentors, teachers and inspirations and healers that I have a very high standard for, you know? So it's like, if you haven't personally impacted my life and impressed me and inspired me, I don't care how big your following is, that's my criteria, you know? So I I really wanted to bring a full spectrum experience that way people can find that support and help and expansion and fun that they're looking for uh, 
in one place. And so that's what that's what the mystery school. And um, yeah, and it's found so on our map. That's amazing. So there's there's a few different um, teachers on there. So yeah, so just to, to clarify, so there's a the library portion of it, which essentially consists of hundreds of videos that uh, David has put together over the last decade, literally. And so in that um, library of videos is where you can search for absolutely anything from, you know, healing to spiritual gifts to anxiety, whatever, including meditations, activations, and all those different things. And so that kind of serves as your own um, tool that you can uh, use for your own personal growth and ascension um, independently without having to wait for teachers or you know, Zooms or lives. Mm -hmm. And then in addition to that, we also have a um, light leader community, which is a Facebook group in which basically serves the same purpose. And everyone actually currently in that group are students of ours who have gone through our training on opening to channel. So literally they've gone through the training of opening to channel source themselves their higher selves and so it's just a really beautiful community of just deep deep love and support and so there's that as well to to support anyone and everyone who is looking for that on their journey um and then the final component is the live monthly events either by david himself or other ascending masters since when do you call me david because he knows i've never i've never heard her call me david why don't you call me david in front of other people. No, you don't. <laughs> I mean, you might not know if I say lion. So yeah, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> people who've known him since like his like over a decade ago, he used to only go by lion. So I know him as lion, but sometimes when I say that, people are like, "Who? What was she talking about?" Um, so yeah. Good. Yeah. So. It's so it's very full spectrum in that sense, you know. It's 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 there to be a gift to people's hearts and growth and expansion, um, and to the planet. And we made it yeah. like super 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 affordable. So it's just to to just even um, extend the impact and um, yeah, and the outreach. Um, what on is the what is the table. website? What is, what's the name of it? It's triple w dot living magic dot life. Mm -hmm. Living magic dot life. Okay. Yeah, so you can just remember that living magic is the opposite of living struggle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what about uh, if somebody wanted to do some sort of hypnosis session with you? Can you do that via Zoom? Would it work or does it have to be in person? Yeah, no, it could be. It could be. As long as you could hear my voice, I could put you in a trance. <laughs> <laughs> Over the computer monitor, that's like... Wow. <laughs> in fact you've been in one this whole time <laughs> yeah no so um so i i no longer offer private sessions one-on-one -on -one, okay. but we do offer service through the mystery school so mm -hmm. so through okay. the mystery school is where people will get our direct support um and have um the opportunity to to uh, have access to private mentorship and and like I said, all the other things we talked about inside the mystery school. Really also, good. if you're curious just about the whole like hypnosis uh, factor, you can also tune. There's so many 
um, <laughs> meditations and activations that are already available free on YouTube that Lion has done. And there's, and he always weaves in elements of hypnosis to, to bring people in deeper trance when you're in that meditative state. And it's really incredible the amount, like just to read through the comments on YouTube where people are like, oh my God, like, and I'm thinking specifically of this one, there's, there's a bunch of them, but the one I'm thinking of is uh, how to have sex with life. And people literally have a uh, full-blown orgasm. <laughs> yeah. And just these incredible... <laughs> guys and girls. G yeah, 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 I was about to say, I don't know, like, I, I imagine women maybe, but guys that, you know... Because you're, 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 you're literally experienced... So sexual energy is literally the essence of your creation, right? It's yeah. the... That's what created us. Yeah. The sexual energy is, is the essence of our creation. It's the essence of creation of life. So in this practice in how to have sex with life what i'm doing is i'm leading you to receiving more of your spirit more of your essence more of which is again it's um sexual energy in nature and that allows you to orgasmically explode with the energy of yourself mm -hmm. in some cases not everyone has an orgasm <laughs> right right okay yeah i'll, I'll yeah. try that one out I have to clean up afterwards, or uh, <laughs> <laughs> just need to prepare. Talking, Andy. <laughs> 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 yeah. You know, and so so with there is that one, and the one that I would recommend on my end is there's one that's very popular called Unlock Your Magic. Mm -hmm. So for people who are wanting to harmonize all their emotional children, mm. you know, all that we we talked about, all them that might be going through different things. Unlock Your Magic does that for you. It leads you through an experience to harmonize with the inner aspects of yourself and with your essence so that when you come out of it, you just feel like you can approach the world from a much lighter, softer, more magical space. And it's, is it's it, very is this, a, is this a YouTube video? All on yes. YouTube. Uh -huh. Unlock Your Magic is that one. And, and it's interesting because a lot, and of course, and there are elements of hypnosis in there too. And when uh, so many people report falling asleep, quote unquote, right at like shortly after the countdown, after he does the countdown, and then randomly waking up as he's counting everybody up. And so the way that you know whether or not you were in a state of hypnosis is if indeed you fell asleep shortly after the countdown and then you woke woke back up um, during the count up. Um, yeah. Because if you were truly sleeping, you would just sleep through the whole thing and not necessarily wake up. Um, but even for me, I've done it, I, I don't even know how many times. And I, I personally don't even know what is said in the actual meditation of Unlock Your Gifts. But I do know that my being is certainly receiving it uh, because I just go into this like hypnotic trance and then wake up kind of feeling really great. <laughs> yeah, so you could, you could either just pretty much one of two experiences where you're either going to go into a deep conscious state of trance mm -hmm. where you're just there and present with yourself and feel feeling like you're just bathing in your essence and feeling really good mm -hmm. or you might think that you fell asleep but for some reason you're waking up right at the end when i suggest that you wake up and that's because you really went deep into a hypnotic <laughs> state <laughs>
insane no, it sounds brilliant man well look mr lion i think i think we're done man. i think we're good uh, unless there's anything else you you feel to share i think that was just incredible i know i know i could ask a lot more but i think i think i think we covered a lot um yeah no i think that's it i mean i just want to take a moment just to you know to thank you for having us on the show you know i, I appreciate you reaching out and just the, the love you shared right from jump you know you were nothing but warm-hearted with me so i, I appreciate that and um and yeah man just want to thank all your listeners and the audience who's tuning in for for being attentive and being here with us mm -hmm. and again if you want to check us out uh, our website is livingmagic.life excellent excellent i'm sure a lot of people are going to check it out seriously <laughs> thank you thank you thanks thanks once again and your queen forgot your name <laughs> keep thinking avia 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 no i'm gonna send you a pop quiz later <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> oh but thank you also avia i really appreciate it you've given a lot of golden stuff there Thank you very much. <clears throat> thank you for having us. <clears throat> no worries yeah. at all. Awesome. Well, um, thank you, brother. God bless you. You both take care. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. Any guests which I have on the show really provide some golden nuggets and useful life-changing tips. So always feel free to check out their social media platforms or website links, which will be written in the show notes. These shows are financed by my sponsors, so your contributions are always greatly appreciated. Any clickable links with discount codes will not only provide you with the best services, but will help out the podcast too. So thank you. If you do like the Roger Snipe Show podcasts, then why not give it a review? A five star would be awesome but some great feedback on what you liked about the show or what you would have liked to hear would be helpful too. Until next time.